The time has come to upgrade your technology. At Harvey Norman, our specialist staff can help find the product that's right for you. We have all the biggest brands and latest technology in stock today, like the lightweight Samsung Galaxy Book laptop with speedy Intel Core i5 processor. Now 649 Euro save 120. Or get the DJI Action 2 dual screen combo camera. Durable enough for any adventure. Now 429 save 100 Euro. Discover a huge range in store or online today. Harvey Norman, your technology specialists. It's all relative with Susan Bradley. A new original podcast series from News Talk. Today, my guest is a sibling of a hugely well known South African former rugby player. This person has gone on to achieve enormous success in the world of rugby. Before finally hanging up the boots, he played for Toulon in the French Top 14 competition and for the South African national team, the Springboks. He was part of the South African team that won the 2007 Rugby World Cup and was one of the stars of the tournament. His eight tries equaling the single tournament record set by the late, absolute legend, Jonah Lomu. He was then named IRB Player of the Year that same year in 2007. Known for his pure speed, as part of raising awareness of an endangered species campaign, he actually competed against an actual cheetah in a 100 metre race. He came second. Cheetahs can run up to 70 miles an hour. This fella managed to get up to 22 miles per hour. Unreal. We'll talk lots more about his career and life, but for now I'd like to introduce my guest. Today I speak to Brad Habana, brother of Brian. Brad, welcome to It's All Relative. How is Qatar? It's one of our cooler days, uh, sitting at about 36 degrees at the moment. So uh, enjoying what we call um, a nice day uh, without the humidity and the heat. Wow. <laughs> so uh, yeah, in, enjoying it. And, and you are married with three little, little ones, aren't you? I indeed have been blessed with a house full of, uh, of ladies. How old are your kids? We've got uh, Isabella at uh, eight years old, we've got Mila at four years old, and we've got Willow Gray at a young tender age of six months. Oh my gosh, your household's so, super busy. Yeah, I am indeed, and I have my wife to thank for three amazing little souls, so quite blessed in that uh, department. What's your wife's name? Danielle, she's uh, South African, also hailing from the wonderful city of uh, Cape Town. Um, obviously, I'm from Johannesburg mm. and uh, yeah, went all the way down to Cape Town to, to find my soulmate. <laughs> and brought her to Qatar. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Brit, well, look, I'm, I'm so happy that you've joined me today and thank you so, so much for your time. Um, obviously, you know, rugby has played a huge part in both our lives and we have lots in common um, particularly mm-hmm. um, uh, a sibling who has gone on to achieve enormous success um, both on a national and global level and it's great to have you join me today Brad because it, it'll give I suppose an insight into what it was like growing up in Johannesburg and what it was like being part of the Habana crew. We might start there and just maybe give me an idea of what it was like growing up. Sure. Um, yeah, I think if, if you allow me just to touch base on, I think we have more in common <laughs> than uh, I actually thought. 
considering that um, Brian's move uh, from scrum half to center actually came off the basis of your brother. And wow. um, I'm, not, I'm not sure if you know the story, but he moved from scrum half um, and was told that um, his ability and build should be but in the center position. And his coach at the time, Eugene Eloff, said to him, I want you to go and find a center in the world that you think is, is, is quite good. And he went and chose your brother. No way. And he did a full essay on why he believes he could be as uh, good as Brian O'Driscoll. Um, not that they actually share the same name as well. I think one of, I think it was the centenary test that he played against Ireland. Um, he actually played 13 uh, center position. Mm. Um, I think Ireland, Ireland did win that day. But uh, yeah, so the commonality is, uh, is more closer than we, we think. Yes. Um, growing up in Johannesburg, um, it was, uh, Brian and I always went to the same school until high school. Um, we were both football fanatics and um, obviously Brian had more of an ability in terms of, uh, of his athletic build. Um, I definitely had a, a prop forwards position at a young age. You know, my parents um, were, were very sporty people in their career. And um, I think growing up with Brian in Johannesburg was probably one of the busiest um, in terms of a, of a lifestyle. We, we moved around quite a bit and um, we, we were able to, to enjoy being siblings as, as boys up until the age of, I think, uh, eight years old um, or 10 years old when, when my sister then came along, I think. My maths could be wrong. Alicia, um, isn't but yeah, it was quite nice. That's, okay. that's her name, yeah. So it was two boys having fun, and then the the girl came along and spoiled the fun. <laughs> um, but yeah, Johannesburg was an amazing platform, and I think it gave both Brian and I opportunities to grow as uh, as children. Um, they say Johannesburg is the New York of South Africa, um, you know. And today, both Brian and I actually live in different parts of of the world. Um, mm. Brian's in Cape Town, and uh, I'm in Qatar. Wow. And you're a few years older than Brian. Yes, I am the older, younger looking brother. <laughs> so uh, a, a good five years between uh, myself and Brian and between Brian and my sister. And there's, I think you said five years between Brian and, and your sister then, is it? Correct. Okay. That's correct. Yes. And growing up, Brad, in, in, in Johannesburg as, as a trio, because we've FaceTimed each other a couple of times, you are very like each other you 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 you, you know do you, was was that always the case yeah I think um I think my mom would have loved for one of us to have her features um <laughs> and 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 her beautiful uh dark-skinned uh, tan but um unfortunately um her banner uh, gene is quite strong so uh, I think all the way from my great granddad to my granddad to to us I think it's uh, it's all very similar in terms of features <laughs> I saw that uh, Brian's name is Brian Gary Habana and I read that he was named after Brian Robson and Gary Bailey were your folks like big United fans <laughs> Um, yeah, and for our sins, we are United fans as well today. Really? <laughs> Jokingly, but uh, no, I think it's, it's uh, we've always, like I said, we always grew up with football. It was part and parcel of, of lifestyle. Brian was excelling uh, in primary school 
was he, um, yeah. as a foot as a footballer and as a, as a cricketer. I think he broke more bones playing football than what he did rugby. Wow. Um, <laughs> but I, I think his his love for rugby grew ultimately when I started playing rugby in school. And um, my parents actually saw that we had more of a talent for rugby um, than what we did for football. Okay. And at the time, I, I think Brian was, he was minute. He was tiny. He was skinny. Uh, he was, he still is one of those people today that would eat uh, house and home finished, uh, wouldn't leave anything in the fridge because he could eat that much. Um, but he would still remain the skinny little boy. So when my parents saw that I was excelling within rugby, um, they said, well, let's, let's put Brian in a school where he could potentially try out as well. Um, and, and like the fairy tale goes, you know, Brian, uh, one of the top government schools in South Africa, King Edward, um, they basically took him on board. I think he was, he started out in the G team, you know, mm. and um, like any fairy tale, he obviously progressed up into the first team. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's that's his career as a youngster. But uh, the name Brian Gary O'Banner for sure stems from Manchester United. And I think um, we both have that love for, for Manchester United, the, and, the and, brand and, that it stands for. And you were named after Brad Pitt, right? <laughs> uh, kind of. Brad Pitt uh, gave the approval on that one. <laughs> It's funny, you know, you, we, we've, we've lots of similarities, Brad. Like your, your folks obviously had the, the foresight to send their boys to a school that probably excelled both academically and in sport. My Brian, our Brian was the exact same where he went to Blackrock College where he showed real sporting ability from an early age across all yeah. sports. And my folks decided, let's give him the best opportunity across the board. And what will be will be in terms of academics, sport and so on. And the rest is history. So we certainly share that from our folk side who had the foresight to, to, to give their kids the best possible chance in life. Good. Good. With your with yourself in terms of your own sport, how far did you go Um in, in, in your, I suppose, sporting teams yeah. and so on? <laughs> it's, it's, uh, I, I'd look back at it today and, and I, I, like I said, I, I, I'm built for, for a prop position, even though I played backline in school. Um, but I think I, I, I attempted to play for one of the clubs. I, I mean, I played what they call Craven Week. Uh, I tried out twice, didn't make it. And I'll never forget, Brian was still with his, his, uh, his team at the Lions. And obviously, I think from, from that perspective, still today, we still try and maintain a healthy sporting life. Um, both Brian still continues to, to work out in the gym. I finished a half marathon. Wow. So, you know, the older you get in life, you, uh, you actually realize that you are, you are a sports person or sports fit um, the older you get. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I've, I found once I hit 40, I kind of tried to take off on another level I've done a small little triathlon very very small but it's a start and I run and I try and keep as fit as possible but like Brian you're Brian he had to work he he wanted to work hard at it and he was constantly training and doing you know his um all his various different training programs and so on. I mean, we, we've spoken before with, with another lady that I was talking, Cecilia Shefflin, that Brian on Christmas Day would have gone out and kicked 
balls. Training. And and yeah. similarly to, to to Brian Havana, you know, he he changed around positions, you know, scrum half, out half, and Correct. then into the centre. And obviously your Brian went on to to play on the wing then, which he was known for his yeah. speed. I read that he did he do did he compete against a cheetah? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I think he ran away from the cheetah. You know, he's a, he's a marketeer's dream. And he's raced against the cheetah for good cause. And it was all about raising awareness about uh, cheetahs as well. Um, but again, talking about racing stuff, there was a, a British Airways uh, aeroplane as well that he had to go and race against. No way. Um, yeah, so he's done quite a few out of the ordinary type uh, type of stuff, and I think you know their their personalities is why people want to use them. You know, they yeah they just exhume professionalism. They 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 exhume everything that it takes to be a professional sportsman on the field, out of, outside of the field. And um, your brother's exactly the same. Uh, you know, if you talk about kind. legends of the game. Yeah, you talk about legends of the game that people would like to have at uh, at rugby matches in their in their in their skyboxes. You know, Brian O'Driscoll is one of the people. Um, British and Irish Lions tour that has just finished now. Um, there's highlights of Brian O'Driscoll from from that 2009 tour. Which, you know, uh, which and, yeah, um, we'll talk about that in a sec because that 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 was a huge yeah. thing. I think even. Brian Habana, I've been lucky to get to know him over the last number of years. He's a laureus um, sports brand ambassador, as is BOD. And, you know, I've met him and I've met Janine a number of times at various World Sports Awards. And we were lucky to go and do a trek um, in the Drakensberg in South Africa uh, two years ago uh, for laureus. So we managed to hang out for four days and Brian has very kindly sent me some sent me some biltong uh, because I was texting him when he was working for um for the Lions literally the last number of weeks and he texted me to say it's in a particular place you can go pick it up. So he's a great guy and you know go, going back on the career like you, we as families Brad got to know obviously a number of our Irish peers and families which was fantastic and we forged great friendships over the years as I'm sure you guys did with your South African counterparts and we also got to know some of the international players a little bit certainly from our perspective whenever Brian Habana got the ball when Ireland were playing against the Springboks we were like oh shit it it was always one of those where (laughs) he was regarded and, and is and was and is like as such a phenomenal player where we always knew we were in trouble when Havana had the ball. And yeah. that's one of my memories when Ireland were playing the Springboks where, you know, he, his, his career speaks for itself. Um, but even looking at 2007, for example, it was a huge year for, for him. South Africa won the Rugby World Cup. Um, you know, do, yeah. do you remember that phenomenal time? Yeah, um, I remember all the trophies that they had acquired over that season. Um, I think there was five or six different tournaments, um, obviously with different teams that he was part of. And I remember one of the photos um, that he took with the trophies, and the only one that he, he didn't get was the, um, the Northern Hemisphere trophies. 
So his accolades during that year was phenomenal. And I think the year before that, he had the player of the year. Um, you know, it wasn't all, all amazing. Um, I can personally say I was at one of the games where he didn't have the best day on the park and uh, was criticized heavily by, by the public for, for his manner of play. Um, and I think that's kind of hard to accept as a sibling. You know, um, mm. you kn- you know what it takes to for those guys to wake up in the morning. Um, you know, how do you I, deal with that when, when you was, hear the, the criticism? How, like, how do you react to that? I think I've matured. I, I think in the younger days, I would respond on social media and comment and try and defend him. Um, so I think when people do that, I, I've had to learn not to react because... I understand the position that he's in and I understand why certain things have been done. Um, I'd, I'd say most of my business career, strangely enough, it, it just happened that when Brian was chosen as for the Springbok squad for the first time, I was working for a company that was, that was sponsoring them. And ever since I think most of Brian's career when he, for his national team, I was involved in some way or form, whether it was running the Springbok supporters club side of things, I was always involved, um, you know, so I think that also kind of made me realize how not to engage with fans. You know, I, I, I'd learn how to take it on the chin sometimes um, when people were negative about uh, his play or about him as a person. Um, and, and the criticism comes with him just proving everybody wrong every single time. For yeah, sure. So, um, and, and I think one of the hardest things to do is not to protect your family. Um, so, you know, it's, it's how you handle it. And, and I think that for me was the most important. Brian was very, very, um, for, for his, the, the manner of his, of his play. So it was very hard not to be associated. Um, I think for me, it was a little bit more, more difficult, um, especially when he started out in his career. Um, we both looked the same and people <laughs> would mistake us People would mistake me for him and him for me. Um, and you can't so, get away from the, yeah. your surname with Havana. I mean, as soon as you say that, yeah. I'm sure people are like, any relation if, if, if it's on the phone? For sure. I mean, Brian's retired for, what, two, two years now already? And um, there's still people across the world. You know, living in Qatar, I get to speak to, to quite a few people. And I think it was, um, I think it's Ian Austin Healy. Uh, yeah. I think he played for Scotland. Um, he was in Qatar one day and he was in our offices and he's like, the surname looks familiar. You look familiar. Um, are you, are you any relationships? I mean, from a, from my perspective, you can see the, that there's family along the lines. Um, I, he's achieved a lot in life, but I'm, I'm also grateful for the person that he is as a brother and as a, as a husband and as a father. For sure. And, and, and for, and for that, for that, I'm grateful. It, it, it's I'm nodding a lot here because, look, you know, when when you have a sibling in the public eye, they are going to be scrutinised and there are going to be some really tough times and there's going to be some amazing highs. And I thought it was interesting you said that you've learnt, you know, over years when we've all matured, not to react. I think that's the key. All we want to do is really throw a comfort blanket around our families and make sure everybody's okay. But we've learned to accept that it comes part and parcel of public life that people are always going to have opinions. They're certainly allowed and entitled to have them. And, you know, some of the social media platforms 
you know, I suppose, attract a certain uh, level of vitriol when things are not going well. But then you just learn not to switch it on. You you, you literally turn off yeah, phones and sure. not engage and, and so on. Would your sister also have an active, I suppose, involvement in the family in terms of, you know, Brian's career? Is, is, is she still got the Habana surname yeah. or is she married or, you know, how, how, how involved That's are you uh, all as a trio? Yeah, I think... Um, my, my sister was, I think she attended quite a few of Brian's matches, um, if not all of them in South Africa. She attended a few internationally. Um, she's a lot more quieter than the two of us. She's the, she's the smart introvert one. <laughs> so her nose would be in the books all the time, um, especially during school and, and during her university years. Um, and, and I think she excelled a lot more than myself and Brian in terms of, uh, of her studying career. So, um, you know, she, she would not be um, the sporty type as such, so, so to say, um, but you'd find her at home reading her books, busy studying. So a totally different character to, to both myself and Brian. Um, and she just got married... Uh, I think it's been about a year now okay. that uh, that she's been married. So she's, I think, happy <laughs> not to be getting the <laughs> "Are you a banner sister?" <laughs> question anymore. So I hear um, you. <laughs> yeah, it gives her her own identity, you know. So I think that's that's. I'm 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 happy for her that uh, she's in the next phase of her life, and I think mm. she's very very content um, having a, her husband's surname. Um, is she living in South Africa too? Yes, she is. I think she's she's the the only one that stayed with my mom and dad for for quite a while. Um, whilst I left home at a, at a very young age, and Brian obviously um, moving to Pretoria when he started playing for the Bulls and leaving home at the time. Um, so she's still very much grounded in uh, in in Johannesburg with her husband. And uh, my mom's actually moved down to Cape Town um, okay. to live there, and she's she's retired because she gets to be close to to Brian and his family as well. For sure, for sure. Let's talk about the career and the amazing times that rugby brought to your family. What sticks out uh, in terms of uh, a game or a tournament? Are there? I'm sure there are a number that you could pick. Are there? There any that really immediately jump out at you? Oof. Uh, yeah, that is a very, very good question. I think there's been so many highlights um, of his career. I think, I think the, the test that he played against England, uh, his first uh, Springbok test against England, was probably one of the most special. Um, he had to come on. He was on the, on, the, on the bench, and he had to come on. Um, I think it was for Jean de Villiers. And... I mean, he was, he was still at that stage for me. He was still this scrawny little youngster, you know, didn't have big yeah. muscles or anything. Um, but on his debut, he got to um, score a try. And I think it was my birthday around that time. And he had actually flown me over for that specific test. You know, and I think that for me was um, probably one of the most special times ever to, to, to see your brother represent, um, to represent the country. It was... It was November, wasn't it? He was about twenty-one. It was the November were, one. Yeah, and they were they were the World Cup holders, yeah. so it was the first touch of the Cor- ball. Correct. 
that he literally went and scored a try. That's exactly correct. Unreal, unreal. So, um, yeah, special, special moments. I mean, there's there's so many others that that I could uh, tell you. You know, being there when he was a try scorer uh, tied with Jonah Lomu, um, that was just as special. Also in England, um, I mean, to be a record holder with Jonah Lomu is something else. So I've been very, very privileged enough to be able to to travel internationally and locally to be able to see his games. And I, and I think that in, it, in itself is, is quite special. Jonah Lomu was an incredible man. I have a, a cute little short story about him. He was over in Ireland um, doing, obviously, playing. Um, and it was two or three days before. And this was a long time, you know, ago. So I suppose things would have been a little more loose in terms of where the players could go and stuff. So he was helping out a charity and I happened to be there. Um, I was working for a charity at the time and somebody said, this is um, Brian O'Driscoll's sister. And they said, have you got any message for his sister to go back to Brian to tell? And he goes, yeah, tell him to eat his Weetabix on the day. <laughs> <laughs> I always remember Touché. that. I, I just laughed and I it did go back to Brian and he he cracked up when he said it. Such a lovely man. Oh, God, God oh, rest him. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, 2009 was a was a great one. I I never met you. I didn't obviously know you and you myself and my husband, my boyfriend at the time, who's now my husband, we went for the tour, for the full tour, uh, which was an amazing chance to go and visit your country and certainly it's one of the examples of how rugby has allowed us to visit a number of different places and meet lots of different people do you remember that tour um i do i do yes um yeah i think that that was probably another hard tour for us um as south africa um yeah, I think I can't remember anything that stands out but now, but besides saying that is a very hard tour for, for South Africa to, to engage in. Yeah, I, it was, I remember Brian, you know, having a, a fantastic tour. Rob Carney on, on our side um, had a phenomenal tour that year. It was, it was an amazing, I think for anybody who's been on a Lions tour as a spectator, let alone a family member with somebody actually wearing the red jersey, you know, in between test games, we got to experience South African culture. We, you know, visited a number of different places all along the garden route. We did Pretoria, yeah. we did Cape Town, Johannesburg, um, went out to Nelson Mandela's um, cell, you know, just learning all about the country in as short a time as possible. Um, it, yeah. was, it was a fantastic way to, I suppose, be introduced to to your country, but also the hospitality that was shown was incredible. And it's, you know, we have so many memories. Um, Do you know, I actually met Nelson Mandela in Ireland. Amazing. Yeah. Have you been, were you fortunate enough to meet him? Uh, So he was at our school and uh, I wasn't able to shake his hand, but we were in his presence and just that alone was immense. So I can fully understand what it must have been enough to, to actually meet him in person. It, yeah, it, was, it was incredible. I was working for the Special Olympics World Summer Games, which took place in Ireland in 2003. And I was working for the CEO, Mary Davis, at the time. And I drove her out to the airport where she was meeting Mr. Mandela coming off his private plane. And she very kindly and generously said to me, come on in with me. 
So I went in, I would have been 23, 23 or four maybe. And we mm-hmm. lined up um, and suddenly this enormous man came in. I was in, I was surprised at how tall he was um, yeah. when he yeah. came in and shook our hands. And he said, I said to him, welcome to Ireland, Mr. Mandela. Very original, I know. Uh, what, what do you say to him, you know? And he said, you Irish people are great. I'll never wash my hand again. I thought, what? Like, he's just incredible. And there was a private press photographer there who captured the moment. So I have a photograph of me yeah, and Mr. Saying. Mandela at home, um, you know, shaking hands. It, oh, I, I was blown away by that day you know that alone in itself to be part of that was was incredible so i'd say that's amazing yeah having somebody like him you know in in your country as a representative as an ambassador must have been incredible too yeah yeah i think we we know around the world that was uh he was I mean, he would pick up the phone call to many people around the world, leaders around the world to, to engage with him, you know, and that, that is the person that he was. And I think till today, we, his legacy lives on forever. You know, he's got Nelson Mandela Day, uh, he's got his foundation. There, there's so many things that, um, that you, can, you can speak about the man, you know, and there's lessons that both Brian and myself um, try to follow in terms of what, 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 he, what he wanted to achieve for our country. You know, Brian was, uh, I think he was in a tour down under, and I think he had scored a hat-trick against Australia. And um, Nelson Mandela actually phoned the team hotel. Um, wow. And he didn't know who Brian was at the time. And he said, I want to speak to that youngster that, that runs very fast. Um, and this was, he was speaking to um, the coach at the time. Um, I think it was Jake White. And Jake White called him and said, listen, um, and Brian got to the phone. It was actually Nelson Mandela just saying, listen, continue what you're doing. You're an amazing ambassador. And those are, I mean, Brian met him after that, but that phone call is what resonates with Brian in terms of the type of person that Nelson Mandela actually was as well. That is incredible. I've got goosebumps at that. Imagine at the end of, hello? Yeah. Hello, Mr. Mandela. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> True, very, very true. Wow, what, what, what an incredible man. In terms of your own lives now, do you all get together much, given obviously you're in Qatar, Brad, and your sister yeah. is, both your sister and brother are in South Africa with your mom. Do, do you get an opportunity to all get together? Um, when we're in South Africa, um, I think with Brian being retired, one of the most nicest things now is that we get to spend time as a family you know it's not stolen moments in the hotel or it's not stolen moments after training or it's not stolen moments on a sunday when uh, after the match you know it's actually quality time and i think um brian obviously had children before myself um but i think our kids are about the same age um so I think they're about a year apart or a few months apart as well. So what is nice is when our kids get together, they can actually play and enjoy each other's company. Um, but being away from South Africa has, a, and Brian was in, in France as well. You know, yes. So Brian was at a stage, I think he was in France for four years. In too long, so, yeah. um, Correct. 
Um, and I think we managed to spend some time with him over there uh, after the 2050 Rugby World Cup. Um, and I think we've bonded quite nicely. You know, Brian and I had a bond um, growing up. You, you kind of feel like you lose that bond with your, with your brother when he's got teammates that become his brothers, mm. you know, and he forms a very special relationship with those guys as well. So there is a time period when, yes, you are still brothers, um, but he's, he has a, a larger amount of responsibility um, and relationships through rugby as well. Uh, everybody goes through the same way, you know, your brother that plays rugby um, has other friends and he goes out to them and stuff like that. Mm. Um, we, we, we probably try and get on the phone to each other once a week or maybe once every second week. And, um, you know, we have decent uh, long conversations with each other because we want to actually catch up. Um, sadly, I mean, you would have been on the phone call with Brian now He's on his way to, he's on his way, he's in Maldives and he wanted to actually stop over here with the family. You know, he's been to Qatar already. Um, the family hasn't been. Um, but I, I think we, we really do bond well as, uh, as the Banner family now. And I think um, we, we, we're grateful that our offspring are, are just as close as what we were as, as young ones. Um, so I think there's, there's a lot more uh, bonding that, that's going to happen as myself and Brian and my sister grow older in life. That's lovely. Uh, it, certainly it resonated with me when you really beautifully put it as stolen moments during the height of his career when it's crazy in the hotels and everybody wants a piece of them, which we can understand. But as a family member, you just want a little bit of quality time, whereas now... Now that they are retired, now that they have that little bit of time and the fact that your children are all the same age, you will get that chance yeah. to spend quality time and, and form and, and, and forge great relationships. Listen, it's been brilliant yeah. talking to you. I've really enjoyed the chat, getting an insight into your life and growing up with the lovely Brian and your sister Alicia, who I've never met, but she sounds fantastic thank you so much for, yes. for taking the time thank you to you susan and uh, thanks for for i think a podcast that that many uh, siblings of rugby stars or sports stars should actually do you know i think there's a very strong network to be had there so i mean continue what you're doing and i'll for sure be listening for future conversations um to try and yeah the, the stories and the tales of other siblings of uh, very well-known rugby players. Um, so thanks to you um, for engaging on such a level and hope to host you, uh, your husband, uh, Brian and his family uh, next year for, for the FIFA World Cup in Qatar. Fantastic. Thank you so, so much. Take care. Ciao. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you. Thanks to my guest, Brad Havana, for joining me today. Really enjoyed the chat. If you guys enjoyed what you heard, we would love you to subscribe or and or write a review. Please do. Until the next time, take care. A beautiful bouquet of flowers. It can say more than words ever could. 
to celebrate, congratulate, or just let someone know you're thinking of them. At flowers.ie, we know every bouquet is special. So every order we receive is hand-picked, arranged with care, and delivered with love across Ireland. We even send a video before it's delivered, so you know it's just right. Say it with flowers at www.flowers.ie. Rated five stars on Trustpilot. 